Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So CNBC is telling everybody right now that you've got to panic because of this de-dollarization. The Fed is going to print money to infinity and beyond. But nobody is talking about what I think might be the biggest canary in the coal mine right now in 2023. Let's go right over to a chart from the Fed. And I'll start telling you what I'm talking about. And at the end of this video, I'm going to give you a massive bombshell prediction. So Josh, remind me to do that in case I forget. But before we get the bombshell prediction, right over to the Fed's website, federreserve.gov. And we look at a breakdown of M2 money supply. Now, most of you know that M2 consists of M1 plus a couple other metrics. So this would be uh, the M2. So they're taking M1 plus small denominational time deposits and retail market money market funds. And most of you also know that M2 money supply has actually been going down, not up. And this is a chart of M2 money supply. If we look at the last year, there you go. M2 actually going down. But when we go back to the Fed's website, we can see that the metrics that are exclusive to M2 are actually going up. Hmm, look at this. Going back to August of 2022, small denominational time deposits, 129. We go up to 482. Okay. And then on the retail money market funds, we go from a trillion, basically, up to 1.2. And it gets even more bizarre. Let's look at M1. Okay, currency in circulation. We go from 2.1 trillion to 2.2. Demand deposits, checking accounts. We go from, let's see, when did it start to decline? Let's go back to M2 real quick. And it starts to decline in April 22. So we go back to April 22. Demand deposits, 4.8 trillion. Now, drum roll, 5 trillion. How is this possible? How can M2 going be going down when every component is going up? There's one component that we haven't addressed. So let's go over here and look at other liquid deposits. This is just basically Fed speak for savings accounts. This goes from 13.7 trillion down to 12. So down by over a trillion dollars. This is the main metric that is causing the whole thing to decline. Mainstream media and everyone out there on social media is talking about way, 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 way too many dollars and a, 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 um, an imbalance between the supply of dollars and the demand for dollars. In reality, we're seeing the amount of dollars, at least measured by M1, and in people's savings account, go down by a trillion dollars, trillion dollars plus. Okay, so what does this mean? Does this mean that people are, are spending all the money and then that money is just disappearing? No, that wouldn't really make sense because one man's spending is another man's income. So if I'm drawing down my savings because I can't afford to put a roof over my head, all right, well, I'm drawing down that savings and those currency units are going to someone else's 
savings or checking or money market fund or whatever that would be picked up in M2 money supply. So how are these currency units disappearing? Well, first and foremost, we have to go to the TGA and we have to go to reverse repo because those are portions of the Fed's balance sheet where money could go and that it would disappear from M2 money supply. So we've seen reverse repo go up to $2.2 trillion, So that's definitely taking some of it. Now you say, George, well, we've got retail money market funds right here. Right, but that's going to be institutional money market funds. And that would be pulling money out of M2. So it's a different component here. And then also, if that money's being sucked up by the TGA, by people paying taxes, or maybe people taking their savings to buy government debt, then if that's going into the TGA, then that's coming out of M2. Now, Janet Yellen could spend it back into the economy and that would increase M2 by the same decrease that it had initially. But if she's paying off maturing treasuries, as an example, to banksters, including the Fed, if they're doing quantitative tightening, then this would make those M2 dollars disappear. Although the key there is let's just assume for a moment that it's being put into money market funds and it's being used to buy treasuries. We'll forget the taxes for a moment. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Okay, well, this just means that the consumer's balance sheet or the individual entity's balance sheet isn't changing. They're just swapping their savings for treasuries or they're swapping their savings for money market funds. So the purchasing power hasn't changed. But here is where we get to the canary in the coal mine that nobody is talking about. Let's go right over to loans and leases. There we are. Okay, so while M2 was going down, let's just look at it in the last five years. While M2 was going down, that starts April 2022, right around here, we were at 11 trillion. Now we're up to 12.1, roughly. So the amount of loans and leases has increased. Why is this important? Because if credit is extended by a bank. If they create a loan, what do they create? They create new currency units. They create M2 money supply. So if this number is creating is uh, increasing on net balance, that means that there's no way that drawdown in savings is impacting the purchasing power. Because the only way that it could be decreasing the purchasing power would be if those savings were going back 
to pay off loans, which on which if that was happening on net balance would decrease the amount of currency units in the entire system. And therefore, yes, it is true that the American in aggregate total would have less currency units on their balance sheet and they or their balance sheets would shrink and they would have less purchasing power. That's the key. Then we would know that the decrease in M1 wasn't just going into reverse repo. It wasn't just going into the TGA, but it was also a result of the average Americans' balance sheet in aggregate total actually decreasing. And this is key. So what I want, so now let's zoom in. And you can see that although it's slight, it's starting to go back down. So let me summarize here to make sure that we're all on the same page. If you see this number continue to go down while at the same time, you continue to see M1 money supply right here. If you continue to see this number go down, especially the savings deposits, if next month, you know, the next month that they report is going to be March of 2023. So let's just assume for a moment that we fast forward to April, May, June, July, something like that of 2023. And this number goes from 12 trillion down, let's just take it to, to an extreme and say that it goes to an $11 trillion. So it goes down by another trillion. And let's say in that same time frame. M2 goes down as well, the overall M2 metric. And let's say that during that time frame, looking at loans and leases, this continues to decline. Let's say it goes from 12.17 all the way down to, let's just say 11. Then you would know that the amount of currency units is actually decreasing. And more importantly, those currency units aren't being traded for other assets because if they were, then the purchasing power stays the same. But if they're not being traded for other assets, they're actually disappearing. The, the consumers or the entity, the non-bank entities balance sheet in aggregate total is, is actually decreasing. So again, those currency units aren't being replaced by treasuries or just shares in a money market fund then you know we've really, really got problems. Because if we see the balance sheets, the assets on the balance sheets of, as far as the aggregate total in the United States of non-bank entities decrease, that means purchasing power is going to decrease substantially as well. And that's what takes us straight into kind of a doom loop down where they have less purchasing power, they spend less, and therefore this pinches the uh, corporations or it pinches the private sector. Therefore, their profits go down. Therefore, the unemployment rate goes up. The unemployment rate goes up. Usually, you see an increase in the delinquencies for mortgages or even the outright default rate. Then the home prices go down, and that impacts the purchasing power because most of people's purchasing power, most Americans' purchasing power, as far as their net worth, is in their house or in their 401k. So, and then obviously that would impact the stock market as well. So this is what we really, really need to be looking for. This is that canary in the coal mine that nobody is talking about. Again, pay very close attention to what M2 is doing in aggregate total and what loans and leases are doing. And when you see those two numbers drop, you know, that is a serious, serious red flag. So Josh, let's get to my prediction here. 
I am going to predict that as the mainstream media is talking about how the uh, dollar is losing reserve status, we've got the de-dollarization, which is actually definitely happening, but I think it's it's not as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. I see a lot of hysteria around the dollar, and I'm someone that believes that we will have inflation, or this decade will be an inflationary decade, but we'll have spikes, we'll have peaks, we'll have troughs, we'll have valleys. I think we'll not only have inflation, for a lot of years, but we'll also probably have disinflation. We maybe even have deflation for a couple of the years, but overall, we have we'll have significant inflation like the 1940s. But I do see a lot of hysteria around the dollar losing reserve status, and when you see this type of hysteria, what I've learned by doing these videos is usually you see a move in the opposite direction. So the more you see this on CNBC the death of the dollar, the more you see people out there on social media betting a million dollars that the U.S. is going to experience hyperinflation in the next 90 days, the more you see all these headlines about the yuan taking over the dollar in Russia and whatnot, this is that hysteria. And again, usually, not always, but usually when you see all of these headlines, they are wrong. And that gives you the timing to know when most often that asset goes in the complete opposite direction. So I'm not saying that the dollar won't go down to 90 or 80 or anything like that. It definitely could, especially if the Fed drops rates and those other central banks do not. But because everyone seems to be on one side of the boat right now, I'm going to go out and make a prediction that by the end of 2023, and I have no idea what's going to happen in the interim, by the end of 2023, my base case is that on the DXY, so the dollar just measured against other fiat currencies, the dollar is actually going to be higher than it is today. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be like that forever. So today it's at 101.9. I'm going to go out on a limb and say my base case is that the dollar is higher than 102 at the end of 2023. Understanding that I'm still, for this decade, in the inflation camp and then understanding that what the dollar is doing compared to other fiat currencies has nothing or very little to do with what the dollar is doing against goods and services right here in the United States. But you guys already know that from watching my videos. All right. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, guys. Make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.